Welcome to Reconstructed Podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tiffany. And we're here to hear extraordinarily forked up stories told from the people that live them. Purple. Purple that live them. No, just kidding. The people that live them. <laughs> All of the episodes, resources, and disclaimers are in the podcast notes. But also, we like to express our emotions through cussing, so we hope you love it, friends. Hey, friends. So today, we are going to be hearing from Amanda. Join us on the journey of When Love Hurts, part one. Make sure to tune in next week for part two. To summarize my childhood, I don't really remember most of it. Like most of, I I start having like vivid memories in middle school. So like my whole childhood, like elementary school, that was the period of time that my dad was in the military. He was deployed all the time and would only come back for small periods of time and then would be gone again and you would think that I would have memories of just me and my mom because it would have been just me and my mom at that point and I just don't I don't have any memories of what that was like so I don't remember most of my childhood and then my dad would come back and be like Disney dad and then my memories really start like flowing in middle school high school and I just remember having a horrible relationship with my mom. I, my dad would come home. He wasn't deployed as often during that point. He was still gone a lot for work, but it wasn't like months at a time. Or I remember seeing him a whole lot more or him being more around in middle school, high school. And it was just a constant fight with me and my mom to the point where my dad would come home and I would say word for word, I don't know why you married this woman. And I can't even remember like where that resentment built up. Like those are my first vivid memories though that I'm just like a terror of a preteen and teenager. And then I like think back on it as an adult and I'm like, was I just, you know, like a hormonal, horrible teenager and I just like gave my parents a hard time or did my mom actually give me a reason to just resent her to that extent. And it's crazy for me that I can remember how much that I resented her, but can't remember the origination of (laughs) all of that. Like, how do I just skip straight towards me being an absolute menace to society? Yeah. I do remember saying, like, she doesn't know how to be a mom. I still say that to this day, that my mom does not know how to be a mom. We have a okay relationship now because I see her just as an adult as a human and I'll talk to her as a friend kind of and I started learning she always wanted to feel connected to me the experience that I had that was like a major turning point for me was whenever I was 20 years old and experiencing depression for the first time and went to I just broke down in tears sobbing to my mom because I felt like I had no one. And I said that I was depressed and I didn't even want to live. 
And she just pat my back and coldly asked me if I wanted to go help her with yard work. Like she couldn't help me with my emotions. So that was a huge turning point for me realizing what my mom could and couldn't handle. Like I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt of like, okay, I'm older now. I'm less of a menace like I was whenever I was a teenager. So I'm coming to you like as a human, so vulnerable and she couldn't even handle it. It was like a, it was like she froze and it was the craziest thing. And so I like, I've always remembered that. And my sister being eight years younger than me, she had a very different childhood um, because my dad was around all the time. Like I had my younger years, he was gone constantly. Her, not so much. So she like, she did have a completely different childhood than I did. Like even my parents will sit there and say she was always the like little angel child that always wanted to be with her parents. They spent all of the holidays together versus whenever I was younger, like my dad wasn't there. So we, I don't remember what we did. I don't have those memories. But I mean, that specific thing comes to mind because my parents just asked me if I would mind if we celebrated Christmas another day. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, it's just a day on a calendar to me. Like, let's just celebrate it whenever. They asked my sister the same thing to give her the same treatment. And my sister was like, we can't spend Christmas not together. We always spend Christmas together. And I was like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And my parents were like, well, she had a very different childhood than you. Like, we've always been together for the holidays. It's the craziest thing to see, too, because my sister always has been, like, very sweet. Um, but even... It's a, it's a really weird thing that I start feeling. Like, my sister will hug my mom and kiss her on the cheek and be like, hello, beautiful, and be, like, so sweet to her. And I'm just this... I'm such a bitch. Internally, I'm just, like puking like my stomach is turning to me she's more of a friend like I've never seen her as a mother so it's so crazy for me to see my sister and I have such a completely different relationship and I also have to keep my thoughts to myself about these things it took me a long time to even see that to even see that my sister had a completely different like childhood but if anything it makes me um, I think it's like a insecurity that pops up because I'm like, why was she able to have this childhood and this relationship with the same people, but I wasn't like, like what's wrong with Damn. me and what was the difference? And it's not only what was, what's wrong with me, like as a kid, it's now I try to form like that love, like bonding relationship and I don't feel it with as particularly with my mom, I, but even with my dad, I'll start to have some resentment towards him because he always chose my mom over us. It's like she was like this damaged person that needed attending to, so he would be gone and then he would come back from his deployment and it's like he had to provide that support to her because she wasn't okay while he was gone. And she's still very dependent on him. Like he travels for work and he can go to the other side of the world, do his job, 
and immediately get back on a plane instead of taking advantage of the trip. Like, you know, some people might like take an extra two days. I just flew 14 hours to get to my destination to go to work. Like they're paying for it. They'll give me a flight in two days so that I can like have at least a day to rest or so to, yeah. And she's still so dependent on my dad after all of these years that I'm like, I can't imagine what she was like whenever she had to take care of a kid. She doesn't know how to take care of me now or herself. <laughs> whenever my boyfriend goes out of town, she's like, oh my God, honey, like, I'm so sorry. I know how that is. And I'm just, I'm living my best life. The major- I mean, I'm 37 weeks pregnant right now. So I've been a little bit more dependent <laughs> recently because like nobody's here to help me take my socks off. But, um... She's just like, oh, I know how that is. Or, like, I can't talk to him. And she's like, oh, my God, at least whenever your father travels, I can um, I can talk to him. I can FaceTime him. And I'm like, it's only been, like, like six hours. It's okay. I'll talk to him eventually. Like, it, okay. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think my relationship with my parents and seeing their relationship has really affected my relationships because I I never had that like love bond with them and then I found it in my ex the the first person that I ever loved um or how old were you when you started 20 20 so that's your first like the first time I said you let in was at 20 years old yeah and I realized that I was in love with him in a way that I wanted to marry him, have kids with him and everything. But I also realized that's the first time that I've ever just loved someone. Like, outside of the relationship standpoint, I also just loved him. Like, as a person. Like, uh, for who he was. Yeah. And so it was crazy that that was the first time that I ever experienced that. And then I think I sabotaged it a little bit because I wasn't even myself I was so infatuated with him because I had never loved somebody so I'm like I would basically shape myself around him because I was so scared of losing that and I I had no sense of self whatsoever because I just did I made myself whatever I needed to be to like keep him in my life um we went up breaking up after we were on and off for like four and a half years and wound up breaking up because he actually who we can't even go into the reasons that we broke up (laughs) because it was probably a combination of all of my shit that I just refused to acknowledge but then he was also going through things he wanted like he had to go through all of that by himself and then of course me the person that's like I can be whatever you want me to be and like help you I was willing to go through anything so like everything that he was going through I was like this is what love does like you just stick through the hard times um so I was willing to do anything he had to break up with me because I I would have held on forever. We were living together and like everything that I owned and had was there. Like I had just established a life there. It only wound up lasting for a year of me living there. We were together in North Carolina before that. He broke up with me. But then I couldn't leave for like three weeks because I had to finish out my schedule. I had to like figure out where am I going to go. I had to pack all of my things. 
for those entire three weeks, I was in bed. I couldn't eat anything. I dropped down to 90 pounds. I couldn't eat anything. I was so depressed. Um, he would come in and like he was always the sweetest person. So he would like try to make me feel better, try to like make me eat something. I physically could not eat. I've actually been through worse life things, all things considered, and handled it so much better than that breakup. And I actually mourned that relationship more than I've mourned important deaths in my family. Like I've had people pass away that were very close to me and I did mourn those people, but not like, like I didn't feel that connection like I did with that love. So if I rewind a little bit, there was a period of time that him and I broke up before all of this. And that breakup was not as heartbreaking for some reason because we were in both in places where he was going to have to switch his job and figure out where he was moving. And then I was going on a study abroad thing that I was going to be gone for four months. So whenever we broke up that time, it didn't feel permanent to me. And it was still hard because I was like, why can't we just continue to be together and figure this out? But it still didn't feel permanent to me. Something about it. Um, I still felt like we were connected and like we were going to make things work. But whenever we broke up during that time, I went and I did my study abroad. I came back. He was still figuring out his life stuff and we weren't really talking. Like we were checking in with each other, but it wasn't an everyday thing and it wasn't like we were in a relationship, which is when I met my current boyfriend. So this was in 2018. So I met my current boyfriend in 2018 in between the time that I was dating the love of my life. And my, we actually never wound up officially becoming a couple or anything. Various things happened to where it was more like a fling. It was kind of like, I don't even want to say it was like he was a rebound because this guy came into my life. My, the ex that I was in love with was so like, discouraged by his life because he failed in these different areas of his career to the point where he had to switch careers. So he failed what he actually wanted to do and was having to figure out his next moves. And that's where we like, we kind of went downhill whenever he had a very strong sense of self. And like before he failed those things, our relationship was amazing. That's like whenever we fell in love and whenever I particularly I fell in love with him. Whenever things started to fall apart, he didn't have his sense of self, he didn't have his direction it ruined him. Like if you look at the confident person that he was when we first started dating and you look well, I don't really know him now, but you look at like the person that just crumbled whenever he didn't have a sense of direction. Like whenever he had a sense of direction and goals, he was the most motivated, funny, supporting, like he was the definition of like the perfect man. And then as soon as he lost his sense of direction, his sense of self, as soon as he failed what he thought he was meant to do, crumbled. I have never seen somebody 
so vulnerable and depressed and I still have so much love for him because I just saw him as a human. It's something that he had to sort out himself and figure out himself and of course me like madly in love like miss fix it I'm just like no I'll I'll help you I'll I'll do this for you like I'll I'll write your papers for you for class because you're so depressed that like you can't you're getting overwhelmed over simulated you can't do it like I'll do this you focus on it. I was willing to do anything for this person but um but rewind again to where Thing, the first time that we broke up, whenever things started going, um, when we weren't really talking at all. We were just kind of like occasionally checking in with each other. He's off trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life now that he has failed. And he is saying he can't be with me right now because he has to like sort himself out. Yeah. Like it had to be him. It couldn't be us together. Like he needed to do it himself. Well... In steps, my current boyfriend, he was in the same career and had, like, not failed all of those things. In fact, if my ex had not failed, my current boyfriend would be the one that would be his boss. Like, so he had, he'd checked all the boxes. He had succeeded in everything to the point where, like, he would have been a role model to my ex. They actually met once, but they don't know that. But, um, yeah, so, like, same career, and then this guy steps in, and it's like he, he's everything. Like, he's wanting me because my ex wasn't... He was, like, my ex plus more... Well, that's how he seemed when I met him because it was, like, he had succeeded in all of these things. He was older, not by much, by, like, four years, um... So he was older, had succeeded, was a lot more put together, knew what he wanted, and he wanted me. Versus I had just gotten out of this heartbreaking relationship where he doesn't have any direction, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, so he doesn't want me. Like, he needs to go do his own thing. So now I have this person that is, like, infatuated with me and has done all of the things that, like... So he just seemed overall perfect like so I was I was very interested in him very fast um and then it wound up just not working out we go back and forth on why it didn't work out so at the time I was very involved with my degree I had just gotten back from studying abroad and I had it in my head I was gonna join the Peace Corps I had just traveled the world and um like met some people that had done the peace corps and that was my i met like the craziest people on this trip that had done the best shit so i was like yeah i was like this is what i want to do well the guy that my current boyfriend at the time hears that and he's like well she's gonna wind up leaving um and i guess In his head, he's like, I don't want to hold her back from that. That's the way that he describes it to me. In my head, I'm going right back to my old freaking ways. And I'm like, okay, well, this is my goal. But, like, if we want to be a thing, then I won't do that. And I'll do this instead. Like, here I am putting a man first again. Putting myself to the side. And then just stopping what I want to do to be with him. 
Well, I never actually, like, voiced any of these things. I just was hoping this guy would continue to be obsessed with me. We could be together, and then everything would just, like, happen right. Well, we wind up breaking it off before we're even officially a thing because he's off doing his own thing. He stops giving me so much attention, which what he'll tell me now is because he's, like, she wants to go pursue this. And I'm sitting here, like... What happened? I thought everything was going great and we just didn't communicate any of it. We didn't communicate any of this. We kind of just like went separate ways. And I was like, I just went from spending every single day with you, talking to you, me thinking that this is going to be a relationship to us not talking at all. And I had huge trust issues. I wound up finding out that he had hooked up with this other girl that I knew. So I was like, okay, so it was just a lie. He didn't even want it so that's the way that I saw it um we stopped talking and then fast forward like two months that's whenever my old boyfriend the love of my life tells me like I think we made a mistake I want to be back together and he convinces me to leave North Carolina to go move up to where he lives so I forget all about (laughs) my current boyfriend basically because of course I was still not over the love of my my life. life. Yeah, I wasn't over him whenever I was talking to my current boyfriend either. Still in love with him. So I went and spent that year with him. And then that's whenever we break up. And it's like the major breakup that I'm like, I know that it's done now. And that's whenever I went through like my whole mourning thing. So I come back to North Carolina. I wind up talking to my current boyfriend again almost immediately but this time he had just come back from work so he was gone for a while had come back from work and we had started talking while he was gone and he was like I really want to give this a try again we're both coming back to North Carolina um I want to see where this goes I still had major trust issues. And so I was just, also I'm completely heartbroken. I'm 90 pounds, maybe. Can't eat, all I'm doing is drinking. I'm just like a a tornado of destruction at this point. Like I am not in any place to be in a relationship. Nobody should come to me for advice. Nobody should ask me to do anything healthy. Like I became, a raging Jameson consumer. Like, I would have a bottle in my back seat, and I would just take a shot before I went to go do anything. And this lasted for months. Like, looking back, I was just a hurricane of destruction. <laughs> Horrible. Um, and I was just doing whatever the hell I wanted. So, I wasn't taking him seriously this time because I didn't feel like he took me seriously last time and I'm still dealing with my shit so I'm just not a person that he should even be pursuing and he learns that very quickly so he winds up coming back um he's all happy to see me at first and then starts hearing about just like my overall shenanigans like while I'm not with him like I'm just a terror and should not be with anyone um so he winds up hearing about all of this we once again stop talking and he does not have the most respect for me because he's just like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this girl. And quite frankly, I don't blame him. If I were looking at that girl, 
just from the outside looking in, I also don't know what the fuck was wrong with that girl. Like, I, um, yeah, I had quite a few months. But I finally started getting, like, back on track, healthy. Like, I stopped just being shit-faced all the time. I was hanging out with my friends, got a new job that actually got me into the industry that I'm in now. And I get on one of the dating apps, I don't remember, and he pops up, my current boyfriend. Also, this whole time, I'm not really speaking to the love of my life anymore. Like, this is officially, like, he's out of the picture. Yeah, he, we're done. Which is, like, groundbreaking for me. So this is where I start getting healthy. I detach from that person that I thought was the love of my life, stopped the drinking, got a better job, better track. Insert boyfriend again we match with each other on this dating app and I'm sitting there with my best friends and like I'm gonna do it and they're like you should not do that because they know the last two times swiping right and I'm like ding did it and then of course like we match immediately and I hung out with him that day we started messaging I hung out with him that day I don't even know why he gave me the time of day honestly with like how he felt after like all of my shenanigans like it was months later, so I don't know if he was just like, okay, maybe she's a person again. I don't know. But we actually wound up dating this time. Like, Facebook official, we are in a relationship, and, like, monogamous, and everything happened really quickly. I don't even know how to really tell the story of this relationship. Like, I had just gotten an apartment for myself with my sister oh and this is covid like covid hits so i convinced my sister to get out of small town and move in with me which she was 18 like she had just turned 18 but she's so used to her little small town that i'm come see little see outside this little town there's so much more to the world there isn't even that much more here but it's a step out of where you're at so come live with me and she did And then COVID hits, and she can't really help me with rent, so I'm having to pay things myself. I continue working throughout the whole thing, but at some point, my boyfriend convinces me to get rid of that lease and move in with him because my sister wasn't really paying her share of the rent anymore, and she was never there, so I was always at his house. And he convinced me to get rid of all of my belongings that I had just gotten. Like, that was part of my being healthy thing is I'm like, okay, I'm going to establish my life by myself, have my own place, my own furniture. It was my sense of self. And I was slowly building it to where I was like, okay, I'm going to be independent on my own. And I had just started building that whenever we matched and got like in an actual relationship and I held on to it for a little bit but after a few months he convinced me that I should just move in with him and it was like it seems like a like loving gesture because well I'm trying to help you and I want to live with you like I want to take that next step with you versus the last relationship that I had like I had this person that's like we can live together and it's like okay we this is like taking the next step it was a big deal and so we wound up moving in together I got rid of all of my stuff but like our actual timeline of our 
um, relationship was maybe just like a little bit over six months for this period. So like he convinced me to get rid of my stuff pretty quickly, like get rid of my apartment. It was mid COVID. So all I had to tell the landlord was like, I can't afford this anymore. So if you can find somebody that can rent this out, can I get out of my lease without any penalty? And I could like somebody rented it out immediately. So got rid of all my stuff, moved in with him. And it wasn't until like a couple of months of us living together that I started to see a different side of him. Like he stopped being that perfect person and started like finding problems with me. He he still seemed like he was perfect to me, but he would start finding problems with me. And it would be things about my personality or the way that I dressed or we had great sex before, but suddenly there was a problem with sex, but there's even more to that. But I mean, all of a sudden there was problems with me and I would just wonder where it was coming from. I'm like, you didn't used to have a problem with my personality before. Like I have a text message that I still have to this day because I'm a classic girl. I took a screenshot of something that made me melt and then I never got rid of it. And this was years ago now, but he's just like, saying how perfect I am for him how and specifically how perfect my personality is for him like he says that word for word but then whenever we're in a relationship after a couple of months he's like I just feel like I need somebody more outgoing and I'm like what like where is this coming from and I started to go crazy so here I am like thinking that this is the person that's everything and more he is gonna be the last person that I was with, but more. I saw him as the person that was like my ex if he got through everything and overcame everything, which I, I didn't even compare him to my ex at this point. So at this point, I'm not comparing them whatsoever. I don't, I'm not missing my ex like I was before. And I had him on this pedestal in my head but I also started doing the same thing that I did with my last relationship and I would be less of myself to shape myself to whatever he needed. So whenever he had a problem with me, I'm a problem fixer. So I'm like, how can I solve this problem? And I would change whatever I needed to change to solve the problem. But the problems were just coming out of nowhere. And like, before I knew a lot of people in the area. So we would go out, I would see everybody, I would be like, hello, go into my random kind of bullshit, just talking to everyone. He was, in hindsight, insecure about that. So he he would be like, you're, you have so much fun with these people, but you're not like that with me. Or he would say, um, he would say, I think that was completely inappropriate that you just got that shot from that person. And I'm like, they just, they got a round of shots for all six of us. Like they even offered you one, but you were just glaring in the corner. Instead of me like seeing that and seeing that that's unhealthy, I just stopped except like somebody would offer me something. I'd be like, oh no, thank you. Or I would see like people that I would normally be very outgoing with like in public and I would act like I didn't see them so that I wouldn't have to start a problem with him. I would start a conversation with him so that I was more, so I was showing him the affection. He started saying that I never showed him affection in public so he felt like I was hiding him. And 
So I had to start showing more affection in public. Like I changed everything. But of course I'm thinking that there's a problem with me. Maybe I just don't know how I'm presenting myself. I need to present myself differently to like, to show him what he means to me. Like, cause he's saying like, I don't like whenever you do this. And I'm like, well, I don't like that you don't like that. So I'll change it. And I was just willing to shape myself into whatever for him. But at the same time, he kept on turning it on me that there were major trust issues because of my little hurricane phase where I was just a menace to society. He would be like, I feel like I can't trust you because I was hanging out with a lot of people. You know, you drink, you get social. It's a certain crowd, not a crowd that I even want to surround myself with, but there's a crowd that is always willing to drink with you, always willing to party. And that's what I was doing. I was willing to drink every single day, feel like garbage, drink to feel better, just to not process my own feelings. So I had all these people that I was hanging out with pretty consistently. And he would kind of turn that on me and say, you liked those people better than me. Or you would rather be with them than be with me. Because of course, like men were involved during that. And he wouldn't here like I'm a logical person so I knew that I was doing all of that to not process my emotions and none of those people meant anything to me it was a season I knew it was a season and I knew that the people that I was with didn't mean anything to me and honestly I felt like shit for that because I'm just like here I am just like on a path of destruction using people and I try to communicate this because I have no problem admitting to my faults and saying that I was a piece of shit during this period of time because instead of processing my emotions and focusing on myself, I just drowned myself in alcohol and things to distract me. But he couldn't hear that. Instead of hearing that and seeing me for that, or saw that, he would just say, like, you liked those people more than you liked me. You chose them over me because that was the time that he felt like he was focusing his all on me And I was just off doing whatever I wanted. It was like his own insecurity that was attacking me because he assumed that I would just rather be with those people than be with him instead of seeing that I was just going through something and just not available to like to actually be in a relationship or like be in something serious. So... To rewind back to the sex thing, every time we had sex, I wound up getting BV, like bacterial vaginosis. And it I had never had that happen with somebody before, ever. So I'm just like, what is happening? And I became so self-conscious over it. So here we have him criticizing everything that I'm doing as a person. And then me also going through that and me feeling so insecure. So it like that really wound up affecting us a lot. Sex was very important to him and it's important to him to feel wanted. He's very much like physical touch, physical everything. So I wound up being so insecure that I couldn't even enjoy it. I and he would basically just say, I don't care. And I'm like, I care. I can't. I can't deal with this. So like I was getting criticism for non-sexual things and then I wasn't giving him enough sexually. Like, and I was 
going crazy. I was completely losing myself at this point because I wanted so badly to be with this person. I loved him so much and I wanted the BV issue to go away so I could be with him sexually and I wanted his trust and wanted to get back to that like knight in shining armor that popped up that was infatuated with me because at this point I just felt like everything was wrong with me. I still felt like he was perfect and everything was wrong with me and this just started like killing me mentally. Well, he winds up cheating on me. And the only reason that I found out is because the girl messaged me. So he cheated on me. And the next day we went out together and saw her. It was his ex. So it was his ex. And we were in the same bar. And I was like, hey, isn't that her? Because I'd only ever seen her in pictures. And I'm not an insecure person as far as like okay yeah that's your ex like you dated somebody before me like that's That's fine yeah (laughs) and he winds up saying like yeah we gotta go and this is like during covid time so huge line to get in because it's like half capacity it had been freezing outside we were with my friends and we had waited like 30 minutes to get in there and i'm like we don't have to go just because she's here. Like, we just got in here. I'm good and, with it. Yeah, like, I'm fine. My Like, my friends just finally got in here. Like, I think we should just stay. He loses it on me. Like, that was the first time that he ever just, like... It was so irrational because I'm sitting there rationally being like, it's fine, like, we can just... Like, we should be able to be in the same room as her. And I'm sitting here just completely baffled because... And I'm not even expecting it to escalate. He winds up, like, throwing back a couple of shots and he's like, I'm leaving. And he walks out the side door. So I follow him. I leave my friends back there. And he winds up screaming at me in the middle of the street, like, in front of everyone. Like, my friends are inside, but plenty of people around us. And he's just like... I'm so uncomfortable and you are you don't even care and I'm not fucking staying with you tonight. We live together and he's saying he's going somewhere. He's staying with somebody else. I'm like, where are you going? What is the matter? Let's just go home if you're that upset. And eventually he winds up calming down enough for us to go home, but it was all just so completely irrational. And eventually he calms down enough but he basically turned the whole thing on me saying that like he was uncomfortable and I wasn't allowing him to leave it was the next day that I got a message from her and she was like are you dating this person one of my friends was introduced to you as his girlfriend and I was like yeah we're dating and she's like I hate to break this to you but he cheated on you and she gave me a rundown of what happened that day to so detailed that you knew that she wasn't lying and it was it was like genuine and I'm at work whenever I get this message and I wind up texting him and he goes off again and he's like that girl is crazy like block her she's not like she's not telling the truth but then that's when he when she sends me the long message it's like undeniable And I just screenshot it and I sent it to him and I didn't say anything else because I know that's undeniable and he knows that it's undeniable. And only then did he admit that he cheated on me. He had to have that hard evidence to admit to it. So he was so guilty at the bar the night before that he started screaming at me 
because he had slept with her the day before. And so the fact that he started, like, screaming at me, he turned it on me. And then same thing, he started saying, that girl's crazy, like, turns it on her. Like, he, he can't admit to what he did until the facts are right there. And then he finally admitted to it, teared up, and he was like, I'm so sorry, you're the love of my life, I regretted it as soon as it happened. Winds up convincing me to forgive him and to stay with him, but his reason for cheating on me was because I wasn't giving him enough sexually and he didn't feel wanted by me. But my whole thing is how can I be confident sexually whenever I have this issue going on? And so... I still have the issue going on, but this is another thing. I'm like, okay, now I'm not feeling making him feel wanted enough. I have to make him feel wanted. So I have to get over my own insecurity of the BV thing and give him more sexually. So he cheats on me and I'm still trying to like, like it's my fault. I'm still thinking that something is wrong with me. So our relationship winds up lasting like another couple of months we go visit my family and then come back from the trip and all of a sudden he's just like very shut off and not like we had a fine trip with my family had fun then we come home he's very shut off and he's just like I'm like is something wrong I feel like you're not yourself at the moment and he's like it's nothing but I'm kind of just feeling like I don't know if we're the best for each other And I'm like, okay, where is this coming from? And he was like, I think that I just need to take the weekend or the week or yeah, it was the weekend to figure out like what it is that I want and I need. So this whole weekend that he decides to take, I don't know where he is. I don't know who he's with. I wind up going crazy and I go fly to my best friend who is in a completely different state, flew like six hours to a different state to go have a sleepover, wake up the next day and come back because I was going insane and I needed my best friend. And I come back and he was just like, I feel like like this is done and I feel like maybe I should be with somebody more outgoing like your cousin. (laughs) Word for word. Somebody more outgoing like your cousin, which granted he didn't mean my cousin, but he, that's who he referenced because we had just gone to go see my family and he was like, I feel like I should be with somebody more outgoing. Also during this weekend that we're apart, I get news from people that know both of us that he is at a bar with this other girl. And I'm still living in his house at this point. I'm like, what is happening? It all just happened so fast to me. And my whole world just like crashed down. He decides that he doesn't want to be with me. He becomes very cold. And pretty much, it's like he flipped a switch. And he's just like, okay, I'm done. So that was it. I went to my best friend's house in the area. Stayed with her. And then I went and got all my stuff. He made sure he was out of the house. And then he was like... You can go to the house, get all of your stuff, and then just leave the key under the mat or on the counter. And it was all just very sudden. I felt like I was doing everything that I could to make the relationship better. Thought that it was getting better. We went on this good trip. And then all of a sudden, I'm nothing. So 
this just like again shatters me and guess who goes right back to chugging bottles of jameson and being drunk all the time like yeah just went complete destructive mode again and i'm staying at my friend's house i don't like staying at her house i love my friend but it's a small house she has a family it's an old house so all of the walls are very thin and i just felt like i only had this small room to myself and i felt like i just had to get out i just felt too I was very thankful for her, like, letting me stay there. But I constantly did not want to be there. So where did I go? I went to the bar. I would go hang out with these people that James. get absolutely shit housed. be up until, like, the wee hours of the morning, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, take a quick nap, go to work drunk. I don't even know how I was capable of functioning at this point. So at this point, I've been living with my friend for two weeks, have had... Almost no contact with him. A couple of messages of getting my stuff. But almost no contact with him. But I'm still very upset about the whole thing. I get on Instagram and I look on one of his best friend's stories. And I see him on one knee proposing to this girl on the beach with all of his family surrounding and clapping. All of his family. that And I... And just sitting there. I remember I was actually still like hungover from the night before and I was like planning like my next escapade. But I'm like sitting <laughs> on my friend's couch and she's home with her son and I'm just like jaw dropped staring at Instagram. Probably. And I'm like screaming for my friend. I was silent for like a whole 30 seconds just staring at my phone and then I start screaming her name and I'm like come here come here right now and I hand her my phone and I just start pacing and she's like is that and I'm like yeah and she's like who the fuck I'm like I don't know <laughs> and I'm just sitting there I wind up heavy breathing and I my heart is racing and I'm like what is happening what is happening and I still have this video like, on my phone. he had just met her so I wind up figuring all of this out later. I, like, completely am in disbelief and, once again, so insecure because I'm, like, some girl, like, he just met some girl and in two weeks he wanted to marry her, but I've been sitting here doing everything that I can for months. Like, who is this girl? We have a mutual friend that just so happens to love drinking all the time, so I was seeing her very frequently she winds up telling me, okay, yeah, they he just proposed, but they're actually already married. They already got married. And I'm like, when did they meet? And she tells me the weekend that they met. And it's the weekend that we were visiting my family. So he started messaging her while we were visiting with my family. Yeah. And then we come home and that's whenever he's like, I feel like I need somebody else. Like your cousin. Yeah. Then two weeks later, he's married to this new girl. And I'm like, who is this girl? So I really don't get many more answers other than that. And I just completely spiraled again and was just drinking, doing all the drugs, just whatever. And I'm just like out all the time and just, I can't process it. And he looks like he's so happy. So I'm like, what's wrong with me? Basically, like, she has to be so much better than me. Also, to rewind, I threw him, like, the best 30th birthday party. And during this 30th birthday party, this is after I found out that he cheated on me, but before we broke up. 
We go to his room. He goes into the closet, into the safe, comes out with this huge ring, this beautiful ring. And he's like, I gotten this for you, but you don't like silver. And he's all drunk because I like gold things and I don't wear silver ever. I still don't know and I don't think I'll ever get the truth. I still don't know if he just like had that or like was it for me or what. So I say all that. I forgot to mention that part, but I say all of that because he proposes and I'm like, so did she get, did she get that ring? Did he like sell the ring and get a new ring? Like, does she have the ring that I thought that I was going to get? So that was another thing. But I continue to not really get any answers and go through my little spiral. And then eventually, after an entire month of spiraling, I'm like, I have to figure out what to do. I can't just keep on living in my friend's house. I wasn't happy with the job that I was at, wasn't happy with the area. And at this point, I wanted to get so far away because... All of this just happened and I'm like, what if I see them in public? I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them in public. I had always wanted to move to Florida. So I go through all of this and my family lives in Florida. I had just been visiting them. And I'm like, why don't I just move to Florida? So I found a job. I tell my job that I'm leaving to go move to Florida. My current job is like, no, we need you. I'll pay you to work remotely. I will get you a laptop, pay you to work remotely. So I'm like, perfect. (laughs) And, um... I just moved to Florida, eventually got an apartment, and actually started getting my life together again. So once again, I've gone through my spiral, and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get back on track. I start to get on track (laughs) and get completely derailed again. So this part is horrible. I'm trying to forget my ex, trying to forget everything that just happened, and this guy that I've been friends with in North Carolina for years, but am just 100% not meant for, basically. Like, it was like we were always meant to be friends, but I don't know, like nothing more. He, we wind up hanging out a lot, and it's, I can be myself with him because we're friends. So I was so not able to be myself with my ex, and I start hanging out with this guy, so different. So I get out of this relationship, I start hanging out with him and I'm myself again. I can be myself again. So I wound up feeling so close with this person because I associated him with me being able to be myself again. Well, I moved to Florida. We wind up hooking up during one of my drunk escapades. Because I'm still drinking at this point. I haven't quit cold turkey. I'm still a little bit destructive. But this guy was actually still back where I used to live, but was coming to visit me. Because, you know, why not? So we hook up, and I get pregnant. And so here I am, back on track again, just like throwing myself off again. So I get pregnant, and I'm in complete disbelief. And then I realized how not attracted I am to this person. We decide to be in a relationship and at first it's like, okay, because we're so ourselves with each other that we had like a great connection, like friendship wise. But I start realizing like, oh girl, you have fucked up this time. Like you <laughs> fucked up a lot in the past, but you really fucked like, up this time. you can't unfuck this yeah, one. you can't unfuck this one. <laughs> so I go into like this depression and I'm so sick. I'm like, first trimester absurdly sick 
and just absolutely miserable. And this poor guy, because he's an angel on this planet, is trying to be everything for me, trying to support me, dealing with me being depressed and cold towards him. And nobody could have handled that better than him. He was an angel on this planet. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out what to do. How do I stay with this person anyway? And then, like, one night he gets drunk and tells me he wants to marry me. And I, again, spiral, except this time I can't drink because I'm pregnant. So I had these doors that would shut off in my apartment to just give you, like, this black, depressing cave no sunlight could get in. I would just close it. And I would just go sleep on my couch. And I was, once again, so depressed, didn't know what to do. Throwing up, miserably sick, like, a miserable person to be around. He's sitting there trying to make it better. And my sense of smell got so bad, he couldn't be within 10 feet of me without me being like, did you brush your teeth today? (laughs) Like, I was literally disgusted by him. And I, like, I feel so bad for that. But I, like, it was... It was my resentment towards myself for putting myself in this situation. And then I resented myself because this is such like a a great person. And I'm just completely not wanting to be with him. And just hating myself for how I handled a situation and ended up in the situation that I'm in. So I wind up actually having a miscarriage at 10 weeks. And it winds up being the worst experience because not only have I just like been so ungrateful for even being pregnant because I've been so miserable about what's like my situation what's happening to me I didn't want to be pregnant I have always been pro-choice but it happened to me and I'm like okay I'm in a position in my life where I can have a baby I have finances I'm old enough it's not like I'm 16 and pregnant and in my head I'm like I made this choice So I will deal with the consequences of my own actions. So I wind up having this miscarriage and not only is it just mentally destroying me, the hormones were horrible. I was still sick. I was in so much pain. Um, my, the boyfriend, the father of the child, I guess we're dating at this point is like trying to be supportive. I don't want anything to do with him. I once again, like, shut myself in this dark room and just shut myself out to everyone. But it winds up being extra bad because my body doesn't do what it's supposed to do. I wind up having to take that, the pill, abortion pill, to, like, get it out, basically. I think that it works because it's so painful. Like, you have contractions and there's, like, blood. Things are coming out of you. Like, it's horrible. So, it's so much that I'm, like, it has to have worked. But you have a two-week follow-up to make sure that everything is all. I go to the two-week follow-up and their exact, like, wording is, you're still pregnant. And at this point, I'm, like, I can't handle anything else. And I'm, like what so so I'm having the baby and they're like no it's not um it's not a viable pregnancy but you're still pregnant so we're gonna have to do surgery like you know whatever the vacuum what is that so, so and this is two weeks the DNC. later yeah so they had to do that I had the worst doctor I just remember laying on this table because they don't put you to sleep for that do no they? You're well oh, actually you could 
Um, but because it would, you would have to know that ahead of time. I went in there thinking that I was going to be like cleared and everything was all good. If you were to, um, like get put completely under, like there were things that I would have had to do ahead of time, like food or water wise, I think. I don't remember. It's blurry to me. And then I would have needed a ride from the doctor's office afterwards. And I did not have that. I drove myself. I wasn't telling anybody anything like I didn't want anything to do with anyone so I remember laying on this table just completely vulnerable staring at this light sobbing sobbing and this doctor is making jokes to the nurses and then like I'm feeling everything it doesn't hurt but I'm feeling all the movements hearing the suction it's traumatizing to me and I'm sobbing And he's just like, well, you can't feel any pain, right? And I just like, I can't even form words. I barely shook my head and the nurse that was standing next to me told him that I said no, because I could not form words. And he was just, yeah, I didn't think so. And then he's making jokes with these nurses as I'm sobbing, completely exposed. Like it felt like I was being completely violated by this person. And it was just the worst thing that I had experienced. And hearing like the noises, knowing what's happened. I was so completely broken at this point. And then they just sat me in this room for recovery and I can't stop crying. I am just not able to be comforted or anything. I'm just sitting there crying. I don't know who to text, like who to call, what to do. I'm just completely broken, horrible. Recovering from that was hard. I didn't feel like I could talk to any of my friends about it. I didn't want to talk to the guy about it. Never told my family. My family doesn't even know about that pregnancy and they still don't. I will never tell them. So I just felt like very alone again. Didn't actually completely spiral. The depression was so bad that time. I didn't go through my normal like alcohol social spiral because I just, I I had no energy. I felt like a dead person. I would like shut myself in the dark room and it was horrible. And then I finally started getting out of that because I'm like, okay, I need, I need to get out. I still haven't even officially broken up with this person at this point because I don't have the energy. I don't have like the mental capacity, emotional capacity. He's wanting to like help make it better. So here's this good guy that's the only support that I had during that time. So I, w- I couldn't break up with him. So it was only whenever I finally, I think it was like, just two months of being in a cave. I decided to pick up an extra job at a bar. I knew that I could meet more people doing that. And it was just something mindless that I could go to. Like I can serve like without thinking about anything and just go socialize with people. I finally got that job, started getting out of my funk a little bit, eventually broke up with that guy. And he hated me because I went about it in the most immature way. I had these friends visiting me from another state and we all met up in Miami and I just let my phone die. (laughs) But he was so uncomfortable with the people that I was with that I basically just was like, yeah, I was just with them. And he was like, okay, how did your phone just, like, die? And I'm like, it just died. Like, I didn't try. I was such a little shit. That person was so good to me. And that was what I did. I think about that, and I'm like, I was such a piece of shit to that. I was so 
not an adult in that situation. But I just was still mentally not great. And I knew that I had to break up with this person. And I wasn't emotionally capable of doing it in a healthy way. So I was, we just finally ended it because I was so done with it at that point. But I was also done with it because I was trying to move on from all of that pain. And he was a constant reminder of it. And I wanted, I just wanted to go hang out with my bar friends because I'm like, I don't want to think about that. I just want to do whatever I want and not have to worry about you. So we wound up breaking up. Which, I mean, he's a very emotionally mature person, and he saw it for what it was, and he didn't push it. He, he's actually an angel on this planet still. So I wind up working at the bar, and once again, go through my little Jameson spiral. Alright, we get just healthy enough that we can spiral appropriately. <laughs> Back to doing all of the drinking, all of the drugs, and people meet me and see the amount of Jameson that I'm willing to consume and I am just a fun person to them whenever I'm drinking. So I made all of these friends at the bar immediately and I'm just willing to do whatever. If you want to go to the after hours bar that's in this very sketchy shopping center and there's completely sketchy people in this small not great town of Florida like <laughs> like yeah let's go let's go till 5 a.m so I was like this fun person to all of them and then I finally like went through probably two months of this where I'm just like once again drinking all the time and sleeping my days away probably like do that for a couple of months and then I have another break where I open up to one of those people and I'm like I can't keep doing this. I'm drowning my emotions. And then I tell them what I'm drowning. And then I'm like, oh my God, now I've overshared. Like, <laughs> and I'm so sorry for doing this to you and putting all my problems on you. I should have never told anyone. Yes. And so <laughs> that was the point for me where I was like, okay, here, now we're not just the fun spiral. We're feeling our feelings while we're drunk and then we're talking about them that's a problem like we, we can't do this we can't do that so, <laughs> so that snaps me out of um of that spiral and I actually become the healthiest version of me that I've ever been after that I wind up getting rid of the bar job because all they had to do was like drink and just go through this cycle and I realized that I couldn't be around them I've finally wind up like snapping myself out of that being the healthiest version of me I'm not drinking I triple my income because I just start focusing all of my energy on bettering myself work I get all of my house put together my furniture everything starts feeling more homey I'm reading all these books the only thing that I do is hang out with my family or go to the beach I'm next to this beautiful beach I'm finally back on track and just being with myself I'm not focusing on any men I'm finding myself I'm reading these books actually growing and being the person that I want to be finally and inserts (laughs) ex-boyfriend so I'm doing so great I get a dog I love my dog I'm just like having a strong independent don't need no man healthy sober life I'm cooking like I am back to being a bad bitch better than ever before I just went through all this shit coming out of it better insert ex-boyfriend who calls me one random night super late drinking with our mutual friend and his brother 
And he, and I answer the phone and I'm like, hello? Like, just so confused. I couldn't even stop myself though, because I just went through so much that I have not thought about this man and his wife in months. Stay tuned next week for part two of Amanda's story. Thanks for tuning in this week, friends. Like, rate, and subscribe if you love us and our stories. If you are struggling with addiction, please check out our resources. We love you and are sending healing, light, and happiness always. Thanks for helping us reconstruct the way we look at others because most of us are or have been or may later be hashtag traumatized as fork.